Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. We're so glad you're here with us today. We are indeed. I'm Sinead Willihan, your co-host of the Star Family Wisdom Podcast and a former social justice activist and public school educator. We are very, very glad you're here. And uh, Jenna, this was a fantastic conversation we had today with Yael Green, who is a very special person, unlike anyone we have had on this podcast before. Yael is a hybrid. She is a investigator of things that are not quite on the mainstream level, yet she's using science, history, ancient wisdom, and other knowledge to piece together what she's offering everyone, which is a bank of incredible wisdom and knowledge about water and all the various ways that water has intelligence and is a part of our world, our bodies, and our reality. She's really something else. Yeah, it was so beautiful to hear someone like Yael talk about water in this way. You know, we hear a lot about the elements from different teachers and shamanic practitioners and that sort of thing, but to have someone who is almost like fully embodying the element of water and all that it offers us and the wisdom it holds was just a really different kind of conversation and like a really cool one, you know, like we don't have those sorts of conversations enough. And I think this is a really cool one for the audience around higher intelligence wisdom that is coming to the planet. So Yael being a hybrid human is acting as a bridge in a way that is bringing this kind of different level of knowledge, this different level of understanding about water and how we interact with it um, so that we can you know, transform and heal in a different way and, and start to have this just like more meta view of the elements and how we interact with them. And I think like that's such, she, she's just such a perfect representation of that sort of cosmic wisdom that we're now in touch with that we can bring onto the planet that is more um, at the forefront, that is more visible, right? Someone who is saying, hey, I'm a hybrid human and here's the wisdom I have to offer. Like, that's incredible that we're in this time and able to have those sorts of conversations. Yeah, and, and her, her knowledge is really, truly deep and unique, and she's so passionate about it. I mean, you can really tell that this is truly a calling for her and part of the reason that she feels she's here on Earth. But also, I loved what she said about how water itself as a conscious being, a conscious living being yeah. that moves and breathes and, you know, has an experience of being alive, so-called, uh -huh. just in a different way than we are. Um, she talks about it as a living conscious thing and, and how it's chosen to be here on Earth because it wants to develop relationship with the human consciousness and yeah. Earth consciousness. And I love that. That was probably what stood out to me most about it all because that also branched out to when she was talking about how water goes deep down into the Earth naturally, right? the natural process of water goes deep down into the earth, into the darkness, into the shadows, so to speak, you know, that can be, that can, she was talking about a mirror of her own journey of doing shadow work and addressing our fears and things like that. <clears throat> and then coming back up to the light. And meanwhile, having gathered all this information from underneath, so-called, right, which could be our subconscious or the deeper, more, more unknowable parts of ourselves, and bringing it up to the conscious level or bring it up to the surface. Yeah. You know, there's just, 
she brought so much depth of understanding and so many different interconnected meanings and in what she was talking about. It was amazing. Uh, I it. Well, and just how out of touch we've been, you know, with these natural elements and in their natural form. You know, we talk about structured water and if anyone needs just like the you know, primer version of what we talked about today in our Raise Your Vibe Challenge, we have a challenge that is specifically about water. And so that will set you up to, you know, work with Yael and, and understand this a little better if this is all new to you. But, you know, we've put water in pipes and, and our water is unclean in a lot of ways. And there's so much just importance around our health and wellness and reconnecting with the water, let alone this other aspect of what we're talking about around flow and abundance and um, around the, the vortex of creation and all that sort of stuff, which we talked about in the episode, like at a very basic level, you know, getting good, structured, clean spring water is so important for us as beings, as our, as bodies, as humans. And, um, this just brought all that kind of flooding back to me, you know, this, this connection around our, our health and our wellness. And there was a study, um, uh, by a Japanese scientist. We, we can link to the book in the show notes and it's all about, water and how water responds to its environment and responds to words. And um, some of you listening probably have seen this or maybe even seen the images. If you haven't seen the images, you can see them in the book or in the, the challenge. You know, we show some of um, the research on that too, but it's incredible what happens to water given the environment it's in and how ugly the water molecules can look if it's, you know, in an environment that is not healthy, positive, supportive, and then how beautiful and amazing and crystalline the water molecules look when it's in a really supportive, positive environment. And like, think about our bodies as being, you know, mostly water, you know, like it's just something we don't think about or we forget about. And it's so critical to us as beings and being healthy beings and living in a way that is really supportive for us holistically. So I think this is a really cool episode for people. Like this is a conversation you don't hear a lot about. No, you really, really, really don't. And I mean, even though we know clean water is an incredibly important topic, um, we haven't thought about it on much of a larger level than that. It's just about, you know, getting basic sanitation, like basic water to the majority of people in the world who really don't have access to clean water. So, you know, we here in North America, you're in the USA, I'm in Canada, um, you know, we can turn on the taps in our kitchen and technically drink that water and be okay. That's considered to be clean water. But to you and I, it isn't. And yet it's still so much cleaner than the vast majority of people on the planet. And then it made me think about what Yael was saying in terms of the ancient ones, like our ancestors of the land, who knew very well how water was alive, it was a spirit, it was a consciousness, it was of the earth, and they had a relationship with it, and they carried that knowledge forward. But that they, at least in Canada, are living on reservations where they have very poor water quality. There's a reservation that has had unthinkable water quality for over 20 years. And, you know, how is that okay? That is not okay. And yet it continues year after year. So, you know, water is such an incredibly multi-layered topic when it comes to social justice, health and wellness. And then we can go higher with that into consciousness, into, you know, cosmic, cosmic connections. It's really 
what you're saying is true. It's a really remarkable conversation. And Yale is something special. And I really hope that we can stay in contact with her and keep working yeah. with her, inviting her back. Yeah, we need to have some more conversations around this. And it's also um, interesting. You know, we talk a lot about synchronicity and um, just the nature of how the universe responds to us and like what you were talking about around, you know, the, these elements and all of life being conscious, right? And that we can interact with that just around the timing of this interview in my location here in Arizona, we've been super dry for like a couple of months now, very little, very little rain, very little water flow in the area. And just around this interview, the last two days and right now, just rain, just water coming down. And that feels synchronistic to me around this conversation. And like an example of how you know, the universe, earth, the element is interacting with us around this topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, have talked to you before about how I feel like the wind and I have conversations sometimes, you know, that's a realization I've come into this year. And you had this wonderful idea of bringing different people together who have very deep connections with uh, earth elements. I'm not yeah. going to more than now because we might want to tantalize our audience with this thing that we may be creating later but i i love that idea of bringing in different people who you know have deep relationships with the different elements and talking about them as a sort of a conscious alive being that they have studied that they've gotten to know that they've spent time with and can communicate that in a, in a, in a way like yael can yeah that would be unbelievable well and we need we need all of the elements balanced in our lives, right? Like that's part of this conversation too. It's like we talk all about water in this one, but like it really is just about how do we bring a balance of all of those elements into our lives, into our energy field and how we're interacting with life around us. And yeah, I think that's a good thing, you know, for the audience to, to just kind of think about and mull over, you know, how are those elements present in your life? Is there an element you're not connecting with more? Is there an element you're over connecting with and and just think about that balance that is is or isn't there in your life and and then today we'll talk all about water and get into that element and bring more of that into your life and tell us in the comments if you experience rain or an abundance of water around this conversation because I'm super curious if that happens to more people I bet it will and Yell talks about how you'll know if it's right for you to work with her and with the the modalities that she brings. So definitely stick around to the end of the conversation so you can learn more about how to connect. Yes, and of course, as always, we have all the necessary information to be able to connect with this wonderful guest in the show notes. So take a look at the show notes and you will find what you need to connect with the L right there. So thanks everyone, as always, for being with us. We just love building community with you and we hope that Yael is going to be part of your community, at least of learning uh, as a resource, you know, as a wise person who can help us on our journey. We really think you're going to enjoy this conversation a lot. So stay tuned, like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, and we will see you very soon on the other side. See you soon, everyone. I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to get into this conversation with you guys. It's so, so fun to meet others who are, you know, part of this journey and um, part of that more kind of cosmic connection that we're learning more about every single 
day, it seems like on planet earth. And so we've got so much to talk about. I'm, I'm personally curious about your, your journey and kind of all things that led you here to this, to this point where you're so knowledgeable and carrying so much wisdom in what you do with the water matrix. But before we get into that, which we'll talk all about, um, tell us about who you are and how you got here with us today and doing what you're doing. What's your journey been like? How did you learn about who you are as a hybrid? Yes. So uh, I know everyone has an origin story. And so mine doesn't start from this planet. And I, this is my first time on the planet. I have always known that. I have been waiting for this time period to start to unfold and open up to actually be a part of what's going on. So I remember being dropped off here and it was quite shocking in that I had a whole other life on a ship. I was basically in the hybrid form. I was, we know it here on this planet as the hybrid project that has started, you know, in the 60s, 70s-ish, around that time period of the first hybrids. And obviously now we have, I would say, quite a few, although I'm probably looking into a narrow scope of the amount of beings here, but there are quite a few. Um, I've been on this planet for 50 linear years, which is quite a long time, actually. When you, when you compare it to how things move in, in ship time, basically. Mm -hmm. So being created on a ship and going through lives and experiences as a being that doesn't have a body, which when I was younger, just there was always one foot there, so to speak. Um, because when I was dropped off here, I just remember that basically on a ship, we have ship families. And there is one sort of, and I'm using language that I think we can understand because we have those contexts here. So ship mothers. Um, and in traveling, one of the times there was the entire family was moving through the cosmic space. And I remember coming down to this place, having no idea what Earth was. And all of a sudden I look up and everyone is traveling back without me. Um, and that started the process of being here. I came into a family that I, in some level, obviously, because there are contracts being made prior to this. So it's not a shock for the unconscious of a family to have a hybrid, whether they're, whether they have conscious memory of it at all during the time that the, I'm with them. Um, but it was the perfect space because the father that I had on this planet was part of my ship family. He was with me for 12-ish years. He actually, uh, so my 50th birthday is tomorrow. His birthday was a couple days ago. So we have that in-between connection that, and he left five days after my birthday when I was 12 on this planet. Oh, wow. That was the time period of now you're moving and you've had enough to now move into what you're here to do. 
Mm. Um, I, in my human growing up, I never had any parameters or boundaries put on me. So, and I know humans often, you know, there's all of these patterns and paradigms and karmic connections that happen. So for me there, I didn't even have a, a curfew. I never looked in the mirror, really. I thought I, I don't need to see myself in that way. I have always just moved in the space that I moved with not having any expectations of how I should be. So clearly planned well. And that sort of, you know, I did a lot of understanding of what it is. I know everyone's trying to get back to their cosmic origins. And I've been trying to understand human origins, which is, I know exactly the opposite direction that everyone has been going in. But to really be able to infuse this energy, and basically that's what I've been doing up until this time period of waiting for people to be able to be aware and connect with that and have cleared enough of what's been happening for some people to be able to see and connect with that good work. I don't want to keep going. Do you guys have any questions? Yes. Or? Yes, lots of, lots of them. And happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Um, <laughs> so did you, you had memories as a child, mm-hmm. it sounds like. So from the very beginning, from the very beginning, that was very conscious for you that you were from somewhere else and came in. Yes. Okay. And I had no problem. I didn't really understand actually what this type of family was. Right. I still have a difficult time understanding why people, when they don't get along with someone, their family would stay in relationship with them yeah so it's it's, we have a lot of these ideas around obligation and responsibility as you were saying the paradigms and the boundaries yeah yeah yes and so these obligations and responsibilities are not how i quote unquote grew up i mean we learned a lot about earth through sort of these visioning experiences through technology on the ship It doesn't prepare you fully, though. I will just tell you that. Because if you're solely in that frequency of whatever dimension that, you know, you're working, you don't get it until you're here. Yeah. It doesn't make complete sense. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting, too, that, like, we, the three of us share, you know, something similar here, but we've had different experiences in uncovering that. You had very early childhood awareness, right, of your difference and coming from another place, other planets, other civilizations. And for us, that awareness is coming later in life and opening, you know, later. And it's it's such an interesting thing to to, to see that reflection in each other, but also, yeah, have those kind of different growing up experiences where, you know, we also kind of felt like it's, it's hard to understand earth, you know, but, but it's, but, in, but until you're really conscious of your soul's journey, it all is just a little confusing. So I think that's so cool that you had more of that conscious awareness growing up and, and were, even though it was still confusing, you were able to kind of sit with that, I guess, maybe a little easier, it sounds like. Yes, there was, because I was, I mean, my connection with understanding, like embodying the understanding of universal connection of energy is like that, which is a good thing and a hard thing, because most of the time you would rather experience that. You would rather really like, it's, I don't even know how to put verbal language to it 
it's that oneness that like I can feel it in this moment and it that's sort of how I've walked around up until this point and it does lead to the water piece but like that's this has been the time of of just I hold myself in these this space and it's very easy for me not to get connected to anything karmic anything that's shifting in the world because it's in the same it's it's not ha nothing is happening and everything is happening at the same moment yes 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 and i've got i've got a couple of questions for you i want to what is more related to your life now what is what you touched on earlier about your relationship with your father so i'll ask you that one first um you were saying that your father in this life had been had known you before on the ship so mm -hmm. how did you discover that did, did he say to you when you're both here in this life uh, you know was he talking to you about that or was it an understanding you learned another way how did that come about it was the understanding of how the two of us interacted in the rest of the world i knew how he was working with me that this relationship was specifically for me to be prepared to be on my own in this work it was yeah it was, it was just specific. yeah say it again can you give us an example of, of one of those moments where you realize that so and i say this because i think you know most of our relationship was happening in a different dimension versus the third dimension all our all my life because there were these very like all of a sudden at his funeral there was a whole nother family that he had had that i didn't know about it's like oh okay and when whenever we had our experiences together it was in it was in this capacity where nothing else was happening at the same time at those moments when we were exchanging the information and it was it looked like general things like we were building a, a, a chemistry workshop or you know whatever it is that we were doing it looked like normal things but there was a lot of transmission of information and energy that was happening in order to prepare because he's been here before so that's sort of part of his job as being a guide mm. so that yes. that was you know it looks like everyone else does things <laughs> are you in contact with him now is he back on the ship mm-hmm yeah and every all of the hybrids that are were in that program that are still there i connect with i've constantly connected with them cool how yeah you, how do you stay in touch with them is it telepathic is it through yes okay okay it's that and a lot of the transmission of information happens through water obviously since it's all of what makes up this actual blue planet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we forget one we of our biggest transmission devices and technologies is water, although the water animals have not forgotten that. Yes. What, what, did you have early conscious knowledge of water being part of your mission? I've always been in water. Okay. Always from when I, I mean, it's always been the space where I went to and it looked like, like I was a competitive swimmer for years. I would spend six hours a day in the water. I've just 
all the time that I can be in the water, I am because it's where everything's coming through. It's how we affect the grid works. And I know earth grid workers, like that is important, but I think also the water has a lot of potency that we forget, that earth workers forget about. And that is yeah. really a lot sure. smoother uh, to move through because those bonds happen so quickly. Like the actual chemical bonds, if we go into si the science and physics of it, the chemical bonds itself of water are constantly breaking and reconnecting, breaking and reconnecting, and then structuring to hold information. So. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I want to delve into this water topic because it is so fascinating and you have so much to share with our audience about that. Um, I have this question I want to ask you, which is not on the topic of water. It's it's related more to you and your life. And I just feel like I want to ask this question, even though it's not where we're going right now. So <laughs> bear with me. So you're talking about water and it's making me think about the, how other things flow in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about how your family life flowed, that there were no parameters put on you. You were able to grow in a certain way and how your relationship with your father flowed and, you know, coming into being. So what is your social life like? What's it like for you to flow in the 3D dimension? Like, what's it like for you to be in a human body and be here doing all of this, you know, paying bills and and having an electricity, uh, you know, having electricity and like doing all this very mm -hmm. rudimentary humaning? What is that like for you? What's your social life like? Uh, your social uh, life like? I'm surprisingly very good at this, all of the doing things of being human. Because, and I think because a lot of the work that I did was portal work. So there's the geometry and organization of how to clear portals, of how to work with councils that are creating laws and how and procedures of how to do it. So there's that sort of Arcturian type of energy around, I think, paying bills and creating structures. And I think the interesting thing about that is that we can take the opportunity to do these, I guess, mundane things of paying bills in a more, in a structured way that actually is, and I want to pull this because it comes from the like overly spiritualized version of let's do everything with this intention. But if we, if there's people who connect with the geometrical piece of everything, that all of these pieces can be done in a sort of geometric, spirited, multi-dimensional way. Does that make sense? I just want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. It does for me too. Like I was actually just having a conversation with Sinead the other day about like synchronicity and like the flow around synchronicity and how like our, our you know, space time is geometrical form, right? Like we know energy flows in geometrical form and our energy fields represent a certain geometry that's supposed to be in sync with the rest of space time. And as we shift our geometry and our energy field, then that unlocks new keys and codes and synchronicities that we can connect to. So like, that's essentially what you're talking about here, but you're bringing it down to that like mundane level of just creating the structure in your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And I think that, and I know it's like bring an abundance through the secret and all of those pieces, but this is the, this is the meat of it. Yeah. And I think that speaks to people who really love just sort of tinkering with those things in that way. Um, and I think I had, I do a lot of very physical things because that's how I can move through this planet. And I'm generally with and around people, not around a lot of people. And I have my, you know, like I know other hybrids and, you know, we have our funny hybrid jokes about humans and things like that. that <laughs> other people don't seem to find funny, but we, it's the physical piece in, you know, like voice, all of the sensate things that connects with the nervous system, I think is the closest that I'm able to get in the physical body to making sure that my, the energetic connection, I, you know, I'm, I'm bringing that in. Otherwise, I mean, like any of us, we can leave the body, a walk-in can come in, or we can just leave it and it can, you know, get recycled back. But, you know, for most of us, like, I could leave this body. You know, I, I don't have an attachment to it, so I have to attach myself to it in very physical ways, or being around people that are voicing, or the vibrations of sound, or things like that, I put myself around a lot in order to stay here. Wow, well the sound part is very whale and dolphin of you. I wanted to ask you if you have any um, wisdom to impart about whales and dolphins. I mean, the knowledge of their intelligence and their purpose here on the planet and their obvious connection with water, uh, yeah. not just literally, but far beyond the literal meaning of water, is becoming more apparent finally, right, mm -hmm. as we are gradually, gradually waking up to the fact that animals are intelligent beings mm -hmm. and they have a whole experience and they are, you know, they have emotions and so they have thoughts yeah. and they, they, they have families and all kinds of things that we really have not been attributing to them so far. Mm -hmm. So what kind of wisdom would you be able to share about the water creatures, maybe even octopi mm -hmm. as well, or octopuses, mm -hmm. um, but particularly whales and dolphins? I, I know they're very significant in conjunction with water and water's meaning. Yeah, I just as you're talking about that, my, it just makes my heart open up. I don't feel that way about little human beings, but the animal beings, it's like, yes, because that's like, I, if I could have lived in the water on this planet, I mean, obviously all of us came from water. We walked out from the sea and sometimes we forget that as humans, yeah. but we walked out from the sea. So I, I think that part of, so if I can also follow me here with some of the healing and health connections for people. Um, our plasma is closest to what the uh, plankton in certain areas of the ocean is. The mineral balance in the plankton is closest to our blood plasma. At Star Family Wisdom, we're experiencers of ET contact. That's right, we're in communication with ET beings we know as our star family. We've had lives in advanced civilizations, and we're here to be a bridge between the galactic community and you. And the galactic community can't wait to meet you. That's why we created the Meet the Star Races course. In this course, I teach you about the star races who are in contact with Earth right now. 
How do I know who the star races are? Well, my star family guided me to the information they want you to have. Just like all of the other information here at Star Family Wisdom, we bring you the wisdom and guidance that our ET friends want you to know. You'll learn about our true ancient history, why the ETs have been here on Earth, and what we can learn from our ET brothers and sisters. The star races are part of our history, and they're part of our future. Join the galactic community today with our Meet the Star Races course and use the code GALACTIC at checkout to get 50% off. Hence, it makes sense that we're sea creatures prior to being land beings. And that that's the piece, I think, that because dolphins and whales are trying to trying to bridge for us how to still be human. They're not asking for us to come back into the ocean and be with them. And I think that sometimes also in the general, like we're not jumping to the ninth dimension and going to live in there. It's information transfer. You know, it's like, I was like, okay, now I'm in this. Okay, but you're still in the body. So it's a similar thing. It's like, how can they communicate through this physical vessel? And it happens through those exchanges within the plasma. And when we, every single cell in our body has internal and external structured water around it. And being able, and there's these cool little things called aquaporins, which are, I call, they're little portals to the cell that allows transmission of that structured water and that information. So you can be in any part of the ocean and still receive obviously we know you know quantum physics distance has no you know doesn't matter so we can receive all of that information that they're transmitting through these structured water cells and transmit that to each piece of dna each piece of protein every biological function that's happening in our body and that's miraculous healing I could go on, but it, well, you know. Actually, please do go on. But I was just taking a minute because that that just really feels yeah. that really resonates with me. That makes so much sense. That really yeah. makes a lot. Of sense. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Talk more, please. I've and I, I want to hear too your thoughts on like programming water and how we can utilize water in like an intentional healing way, and and how like how you guide people in that. Yeah, those are, so I just, I, there's uh, this, the fact is that in water has been, and I think there's an interesting, there was a lot of people who looked at water in the early 20s. Rudolf Steiner, Marcel Vogel, we've got a lot of, you know, technologists that were water keepers then. And I think it's interesting because a lot of their fragmentation that is coming back into play right now of who has gathered their informational fragments um, to put them back out. So Victor Schoberger, all of them looked at the process that living water goes through within our planet. So starting off, we've narrowed off water into the waterways, into the pipes, 
So the deadening of water happens when we don't allow it to move within its path, right? It goes deep underneath to gather, it goes in the dark, it goes in the shadows. It's mimicking our journey of growth and opening up spiritually. And it does it because that's what it does, because that's what it knows. It moves underneath to the darkened places, it gathers the minerals, and then it starts to come up, which is why we talk about spring water is already structured. Um, it comes up, it allows the sun to start to complete. It's called immature water. We allow the sun, the UV rays, to start to complete that structure of the information that it's gathered from the earth itself, from deep within. Mm -hmm. So you've got all of those beings who live within the earth, that you're, they're gathering information from the beings within the earth who have decided to stay in there mm -hmm. and do their work. You've also got everything coming from all of the galactic origins sitting within that water as it, as it comes up. And then it structures it because it's moving along a winding pathway. Right. And so it's, it's learning. It's constantly learning. And, you, and I know no one can see this except for you guys. But it then moves the energy within this toroidal structure. Right. It becomes vortexed, which is what structured water does. So every time we grow, we experience a vortex. Mm -hmm. We experience that. And that's the energy we're both, uh, it's two types of energy. A lot of the energy that we're talking about now is very, that we move within the world is very masculine. Masculine meaning that we, that this, there's this explosion out of the water, right? That top part but it really needs to hone in we need that complete vortex that's happening and how are we going to get to you know we're going to move over to the feminine and we're going to move over there and we won't have a balance of it so can we and i know like everyone wants to be heard everyone wants to you know there's everyone's got a movement water never has a it, it is movement it never states its movement it is movement and so I think as, who knows how many linear years it will take, but we're moving into that space where we do this. And you asked about octopuses earlier and jellyfish, and that's a movement. Why don't we put those on signs and put those in people's windows? And I know this might upset some people, but like the octopus movement, that should be the next movement there is. So I love that. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love this bill. This is amazing. You're, you're tying together so many things. I can't stop nodding. I'm just like nodding and nodding and nodding for anybody who's listening and not watching right now. And I wanted to ask you something about uh, what you're saying. So you're saying that the water goes deep into the earth and collects information from the earth herself itself and all the beings that live in the earth. And I'm thinking about the, the natural filtering system that water has to go through. It has to go through soil, it has to go through sediment, it has to go through rock. So when you are counting the beings of the earth, are you counting the soil as a being, the rocks as a being? Everything, everything. Which is why when we change the actual structure of the earth, we change the information that gets put within the water. Mm. So when we're, when we're ingesting water, we have the opportunity to learn everything that has ever happened in any dimension. 
I remember when I was like 20, a teacher said to me, she said, you don't necessarily need to study, but if you can open yourself up, all the answers are there. So just drop them in and write them out or do like, yes, that's correct. And so water is another way to drop into that information. I mean, think if for 12 years of schooling, if you're from the United States, you were learning how to drop in to bring down the information. And we're now trying to learn with books and only get 1% of the information over all that time. But we would be expanding, um, you know, the gray cells, I think as Perot says. But that's our opportunity. So we talk about, I almost, I, and I almost want to call programming water to just expanding into the consciousness of water so we shift and words have always been hard for me if we could have just telepathically done this <laughs> and just sat here well yell we <laughs> already we already are because you answered a couple of my questions telepathically throughout this combo <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, exactly and that's why i feel like when people are listening to things they're just getting frequencies of whatever the strung together letters that human beings thought were interesting to put together yeah yeah so it's like we can think of water as wisdom mm -hmm. and this is making me think of the fact that we are not the only water planet in the universe or in our galaxy and think so just think about the wisdom that our water planet holds right because of its journey its being all of the beings who have been in connection with it, but think about the wisdom that these other water planets hold. And I'm curious, like what, what have you done in terms of connecting with those planets? Can we telepathically, consciously connect with those other worlds, that other water that exists in our universe and utilize that to bring in more information and wisdom to our fields? Like this is just, yeah, like now, making me think of all these connections and I'm sure you've gone there. What's your, what's your journey been like with that? Yeah. And I, that's in terms of the portal work that I've done in the councils that I've been on, you know, not here. Uh, those are like, how do we, that's some of what we have conversations about quote unquote is there are connections between all of the waters on all the planets. Um, and that's, if we use the water, if we use water as the technology, and we're not even talking about, you know, how the ancestral lineages of this planet already have that deep connection understanding that, you know, we look forward and back if there is a forward and back in this moment, um, that they're sending technology through water that is able to resonate at dimensional levels that we're not yet ready for, which is fine, totally fine. Um, but we, And we have to seed the capacity to hold that. I think a lot of what happens now is there's not enough capacity to hold that. I mean, within a physical body, the nervous system and the capacity of this physical vessel to hold this information has to be prepared. I mean, why do we think there are so many memes of weird looking aliens? 
was like, because you tried to stuff that energy into this human looking body. So of course, weird things are going to pop up. We call weird. Sometimes I think having six packs is weird. Why is that okay? Why can't an alien looking be <laughs> right? Be I the think model that's a lot about human things. Like there's a lot, a lot about like human clothes. Like yeah, a lot of it's weird. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> I know. Why aren't there any calendars with aliens? Like the alien calendar. Which month are you? Like I'm July. So, it's right now is the time that things, you know, we're making the connection to the very masculine energy is needing to understand on a scientific level, which I think is important. We need to understand, you know, the quantum physics of things. The problem is there are 74 anomalies in water. How are you going to break that down and put it into something? You know, we're learning to move away from the boxes that, that seem that are safety to expansion and contraction. So we're learning about this process of how we move with expansion and contraction versus the boxes. And so we, it's interesting. I mean, I love science. I, I really love how we're doing that. And we've got to have that continual movement of balance of people who are doing the science and people who are also doing the cosmic exploration to have these conversations, I think there's where we're missing, is this overlap of these conversations as we, we bring forth one side and then another side and how do we connect that into the DNA strands, right? That becomes your crystalline DNA. So right now we're trying to weave that crystalline DNA and turn those you know, gates, portals on in the crystalline DNA, which is why there's such an obsession right now with crystals and with all of these device, technological devices that connect us because we're trying to reconnect that crystalline part of ourselves, which is where I feel like that's, I came in with that. This is where I move from. And so that's part of what I give is this reflection of that. So if I'm working with someone, it's, or a group, it's that mirroring of that within them so mm -hmm. that it all of a sudden deconstructs their world and starts to reconstruct it to what they've known mm -hmm. and then integrate it into the vessel. Mm. That is, that's so, so beautiful and important work. And I just want to reflect for the audience, you know, for, for anyone who's like, okay, what was that? What does that mean? You know, it's like, I think, you know, we talked about programming at the beginning and how, you know, as humans who have had all these lineages and, and you know, ancestry on earth, right, where we're carrying so much trauma and so many programs that have distorted our field, have distorted our structure and the expression of our DNA. And, and you came into this world without that distortion. So you are a representation of that more kind of pure structure of energy and how that then represents itself in the human form and at a DNA level. And so through your work, it sounds like you're able to help people very quickly, perhaps, go through that kind of deprogramming, restructuring process, which um, 
is so necessary for our healing and transformation on this planet. Like just, just to get back to like a baseline, um, you know, kind of standard of humanity, right? Where we're, where, where we're flowing together better. And there's a balance between the masculine and feminine polarities and all that, right? Like that, it seems like at, a, at the core, that's really what your work is kind of driving towards. Am I reflecting that correctly? Yes, which is honestly why I appreciate because everything, when I'm saying it, I always love because everyone translates it for me, which is great. That's like, so for everyone, this is what's being said. And I appreciate that. That's perfect. Because when I hear I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And thank you for <laughs> good. Good, good. Well, I'd love to hear more about like how you do that work with people. So we've heard about the the water and you know how to like how do you bring that into your work with clients or groups? Like what does that look like? So I do sacred water journeys at locations. Um, we can if someone can't get to locations, we also can do it within their own home. Um, I love, you know, another piece that I love, the hydration and the, the capacity to structure water is important to, as a first step for people, I think, that can't yet, it depends, it depends on where people are in their journeys. I generally work with people who are pretty far in their journeys, of this so that they can understand it but i can i but i also work with people who have are still trying to unfold some of their trauma but they have the skills underneath it to do their own work because i basically come in pretty quickly and then they're needing to do the rest of the support work for themselves um which the water supports and that sort of holds them through the process. Um, I do physical work with people in the water and that journey is amazing because we get to move in the water and feel what it's like to sort of visit these other dimensions because the environment of the water itself is non-space, non-time. And so all of a sudden, you're moving within anywhere from the womb to, you know, wherever, whatever dimension that you believe we're at of information downloading right now. And you come out a different, with a different matrix in your physical field. And so the process is holding on to that and working with that, like you would work with, you know, dough or something that it's not here it is and now it's, it's programmed in you. It's that you're starting to acclimate yourself to it. I mean, when you think of how the animals within the sea move and learn and test things out and they take that time and that space and they hide in and they come out and they know how to move. And so that's some of, I, when I work longer term with people, like, that's how we learn is to go in with the rest and learn and feel it and then come out. So it's a process that I think is a container that a lot of people find that all of a sudden they're here and they don't know how they got there. It's just sort of 
moving within them and all of a sudden they've oh i'm here now so it's there's no 10-step process there's no like you're gonna now do a 10k month it's not it's not like any of that it's the i'm just gonna sink into this and feel what it's like and all of a sudden i'm here and i'm not exactly sure how that happened which is exactly what the water does to us when we get in water when we get near water, it is, oh, uh, yeah, around now all of a sudden there is this whole different space around me. How did it get there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And so that's the energy that sort of I move, whether I'm doing it in the water session, whether I'm doing ritual work with people around sacred broth, whether it's just, you know, Zoom sessions and we're working through whatever point someone's at because they're wanting to be more expansive and really connect with their full bodied full embodied and i know that word is way overused but they're truly full embodied energy because water is always embodied with everything that it's experiencing you don't hear water complaining mm. Mm. that Good. makes perfect sense i resonate a lot with what you're saying about feeling the presence of water around you and you know feeling or having a sense of your matrix having changed because mm -hmm. I said to Jenna for example a million times I'm in Toronto we live right above Lake Ontario but mm -hmm. uh, this leads up to my second question for you there's a there's a there's an energy with lakes and rivers that I love but not necessarily in a city and uh, you know I've been really needing to be near the ocean mm -hmm. and so feeling that call I grew up you know, camping and camping mm. always at lakes because I live in the province of Ontario, which is full of water. So mm. there's huge, beautiful bodies of water everywhere that my parents would take my brother and I to when I was mm. growing up. And I never felt comfortable with myself unless I was in nature because I found a lot of human behavior incredibly weird and I just didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So nature was a solace for me. And I, I felt that difference keenly when I, especially when I was near water. Yeah. So this leads to my question for you. So I have a different experience of being near an ocean, being mm -hmm. near a lake, and you were talking about doing healing with people in water. So what kind of water are you doing this healing with and um, in? And then also, do you choose different kinds of water based on what you're trying to do with the person? So for example, salt water in the ocean or running fresh water in the river. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. I have the same experience with water. So I grew up by the beach and my entire body navigates by ocean. When we moved to Portland two years ago, it's by a river and that I cannot drive around that city without Google Maps because I have it, I can't get a, a river doesn't direct me to a point on the planet. So I, I just don't get it whenever I'm in, LA, I get it because I could go anywhere without Google Maps because I can feel where, and I'm on the West Coast, I can feel where the ocean is because the magnetics of it, because the consciousness of it, if you listen to it, calls and has a behavior. And I think that goes into what you were saying that nature as a being, because it has behaviors but they're so subtle to certain people. And when our awareness softens, 
we allow that being to speak to us. Why do people go on um, all these journeys? Why is plant medicine so big right now? You know, the, all these journeys because we want to gain a softer noise around so that our awareness can hear the behavior of the beings of nature. And water speaks. I mean, there's so much of it that it's hard not to hear it when you soften. And, you know, rivers, most of them nowadays have just been, unless it's a large, rivers are different than lakes, but like they're small and they sort of put themselves, we've smooshed them together, whereas lakes are a little bit more expansive. Their boundaries, because, you know, like their boundaries are movable. And that's the thing. Water creates its own boundaries as it moves through wherever that system is. And I know we always get worried when there's these floods, right? The Earth's origin stories. But it's creating new boundaries because we're not the only ones here. So reminding us that all beings can create boundaries. And, you know, it's like when you're in the ocean and all of a sudden there's this wave, you learn to sort of let it take you and be within it because the fighting against it, you know, this is a just a natural thing, right? Fighting against water versus moving within it pops you right up to the surface because of the vortex. So you move down and it pops you right back up. Mm, which is such a good like metaphor for like the emotional work we do, right? The shadow work, which you were kind of talking about earlier, right? Where like you help in a non-linear way, in a non-intellectual way, you help people go go into that, right? Go in, go deep into the vortex where it's not so pretty, but then you help them pop back out in a way that's like really fluid and easy and like like with not without that intellectual connection to the linear path because it's not linear <laughs> right we you know it's the nature we forget about the the magic we've been moved away from the magic and the intentional to the sight and all of those senses versus the other senses so everyone's trying we're all trying to get back to the magic and we, there's a struggle inside sometimes between I have to know it, I have to see it, it has to be known in a way that's familiar to the belief and the, you know, and this is, I think, where, and I'm, I don't know, where the connection with the feminine, the sensuousness of water comes in because that piece of it is explosive in how do I just fully open up and be vulnerable and allow myself to be taken by it. And so that really connects us into that sensual, sexual piece of completeness of a being and the water and how it has all of that. Water is non-gendered, but it is also full of all the characteristics of gender. So we can learn that of, because it has that whole cycle, as we do. But those pieces have been fragmented within us. So we like grab a piece of this and act on that and grab a piece and act on. And it doesn't flow 
in that way. And we're trying to repair the fragments so that it can be a more full expression of all of that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting back in flow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's making me think of, you know, all the ways in which I, anyway, have been used to thinking of water, whether it was in my previous, I call it previous me, like before I woke up. Mm -hmm. So either previous me or, or current me, um, all the different ways we're used to thinking about water, that it's it, it means psychic ability, it means mm -hmm. emotion, it means uh, all these different things. And, you know, it's the blood of the earth. And if we don't treat the mm -hmm. water properly, mm -hmm. then we're not treating the body of the earth properly. And we're mm -hmm. getting all diseases. And mm -hmm. literally every single thing we have comes in some way from the earth. And therefore, we're poisoning ourselves. I'm just mm -hmm. thinking about how it's all so interconnected and so highly, highly metaphorical. And what a beautiful job you're doing of bringing all that together because it's making me think of so, you're really expanding my thinking about um, not just about water, but all the meaning therein, you know, of the possibilities that are available to us and of surrender, right? That's mm -hmm. what you're saying, needing to just let the water move you and move with the water. You have to be able to surrender to that. You have to be able to be willing mm -hmm. to let go of control and we're so thoroughly conditioned to not do those things. So yeah. I want to ask you a question about the work that you're doing with people. When you when you are doing this work where you're bringing them into the water, oh, um, whether it's salt water or fresh water, does that matter? I just wanted to ask you that again. Um, it doesn't? Okay. Yeah. No. No, please go ahead. Please go yeah, ahead. It, it doesn't. Um, no, it's, it calls people where they're going to go okay. people know we know our physical bodies know our consciousness knows where it needs to be and what's okay. safe for it to start with to be able to open up you know it's a womb but yeah go ahead do your next question that makes sense that makes sense because the ocean is so incredibly powerful and mm -hmm. uh, that can be a bit much for people mm -hmm. who might just want to start in a nice little friendly river so that makes a lot of sense so when you're working with people and you're doing this, um, whether you're in the water with them or not, because we are so thoroughly conditioned and because it is, you know, a big commitment and a lot of work and often quite uncomfortable for the ego to dive into that stuff and let go of it, how does that, pro that process come across to you? I mean, are people who are arriving in their life as clients, are they people who are already on the spiritual path and they usually have already a, a foundation of some understanding or are you getting the gamut, you know, people who are brand new to it and people who are more experienced? What, what's that like? Mm -hmm. I prefer working with people who already have a range of tools because I'm not one that, I'm not the holding your hand and nurturing you through the process. I know and have, I know that people can do this work. Mm -hmm. And I know there's the, but you don't want to throw people into a place and they have a, you know, psychotic break. Like I get that there's, you know, I have plenty of training in all of that as well. But the water has a way of knowing when and how much energy as does your own physical being you will never experience more energy than you can actually not that your brain thinks you can do but that your physical body can 
and the auric body can actually process through. There's, it's this system that if our brains had to be in charge of it, we would not still be here having this conversation because the intelligence of the water is speaking to the intelligence of your consciousness and your energetic field. So that conversation that you're maybe hearing, maybe not, maybe sensing, maybe not, maybe there's something that you're connecting with or you know, but it's having that conversation already. And in fact, the, as we know, even when we're physically working, the work has already been done. Like we're just manifesting the outward reality so someone can see it. The work has been done. Like we've already had this, the three of us have already had this interaction and now we're just playing it out so we can see what it feels like in the physical body, but we've already done this. So I know nothing bad's going to happen. So hence, I prefer working with people who are just like, I'm ready for this work. Usually the other people sort of don't get it or, you know, people know when they need to be around me. Well, I think some of our audience might need to be around you, which is why we're all here connecting. <laughs> I think, I think, I think there was some divine timing there um, for this conversation. So uh, maybe you can share a little bit about how how people get in touch with you, how they can connect and start that process of working with you. Yes, um, I people can get, connect with me on Instagram. I'm great with DMs. The Water Matrix on Instagram. Um, I'm good with email, you know, I'm, I'm not the person out there, here's this next program, I would just, just email me. If someone like knows that they're supposed to be, I love just, I'm a direct communicator, here's, I'm drawn to this, let's talk more about it, great. I love those kinds of conversations and then it unfolds. So there's an email on my website, thewatermatrix.org, or Instagram seems to be the very popular thing for everyone nowadays as well. Yes, it is very, very beautiful. And your website is beautiful, by the way. It's so beautifully designed. It feels watery. It feels flowy. It does, yeah. Yeah, I was feeling that when I was looking at it. So it's a gorgeous website. And we will be putting all of your details that you just mentioned and more into the okay. show notes that people can find you there. Um, Jenna, did you have anything else you wanted to ask her? I've got one more question for you before we say goodbye. Yeah, go for it. Okay, super quick. Is there anything you'd like to leave with the audience? Because we've been talking about, about water in a very expansive, deeply spiritual way. And um, we, we always want to make sure that we're helping our audience get the information we're getting them as much as possible. So mm -hmm. if there were a little gem that you were going to leave with, everyone before we say goodbye about water about healing about our presence on the earth whatever you feel is going to come from your heart right now what would you say first thing i would say and because i know everyone doesn't have access to all of these things and if you have access to clean water in some way put your hands in it put your feet in it if there's access to clean water and i know that not everyone has that so just that little action every single day allows that communication to begin. That you don't have to jump into doing sessions all that. You just have to start making that connection. And that just takes even touching your fingertips 
to it. It really is just that simple because the water wants to speak and have relationship with the other beings on this planet. That's why it's here. It wants relationship and it wants to hear us all and to hear it. It wants that dialogue. So even if that's all you can do, put, put your fingertips in some water. Oh, that's beautiful. I absolutely love that. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Making me want to take a bath tonight. Like yeah. I want to bathe. I want to like be in the water now. Like this is just, yeah, <laughs> I want to go to the stream nearby. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, thinking about all the ways I need to connect like today and tomorrow. So yeah. thank you for bringing that back to me in a more like prominent way, Yell. Thank you. Yeah. You know. You know, yes, thank you so much for being with us today, Yael, and we hope to stay in touch. You know, please stay in touch with us and love we keep passing on what you're doing to our audience and keep them connected with you and this very, very, very important topic. Um, and I want to say something like bounty of knowledge and wisdom, the water and our yeah. relationship with Earth really needs to improve. So thank you yeah. for being us to being here with us today and you know just modeling that and reminding us all of these very important essential things about being here on this particular planet so everyone we really really hope that you enjoyed this talk please as always like and subscribe again you know how we feel about that and uh come back and let us know what you thought of the discussion today what resonated with you what stood out to you do you relate and why we always love to hear from you you know that so please, please reach out, tell your family, tell your friends, and we will see you again very soon on the other side. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon. Go put your feet in some water.